Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Handel Jones. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I am so grateful to have you here today chatting about your very important book, When AI Rules the World, China, the U.S., and the Race to Control a Smart Planet. Scary proposition. I, I saw summary of your notes for your book and I was like, <gasps> but uh, there's so much to go over, but I want us to first delve into a little bit about your background so no, people know where you're coming from. And then we're going to dive into the, implica the implications of AI in our world and then how China fits into all of this. But start with sharing with our audience a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, my background is um, I started a company called International Business Strategies about 32 years or 33 years ago. And we focus on high technology, very much in the semiconductor industry, but also high technology in general. And we have a global perspective on the markets, the technologies, the uh, competitive environment, but also the political issues that are driving what is happening in the US, what is happening in China, what's happening in Europe. Uh, basically, we're doing st stuff on a global basis so that also has kind of stimulated trying to understand the implications of new technologies and specifically AI on a global basis. Well, I don't think people realize just how intricate AI has become involved in our everyday life and business. I mean, I think if we just shut down the satellites today and our cell phones didn't work and our computers didn't work, I think life would just cease to exist for our modern life. I agree. So if you look at the camera cap 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 taking capabilities on your smartphone, I mean, they really obsoleted the, the big cameras. And the reason we can get these incredible pictures is because of AI. When we get delivery from Amazon uh, and other places, AI plays an important role. So AI is all around us already. But it's basically invisible other than the fact that we can do things today that we, we're not really practical with the goods 
or devices we have today. But again, this is the beginning. Mm. And and your book shows uh, quite an extensive, amazing background for humanity to kind of integrate with AI. How does that look for you in the next 20, 30 years that you're seeing from your research? So the analogy that we have is that muscle power or machine power has given us modern society. And this has occurred over 200 years. The concept with AI is it's going to change how much brain power we have. And with the additional brain power, that's going to result in new industries, but major changes in the industries we're in today. But this is going to happen over the next 20 years. So it's a much shorter time scale, and it's, it's right in front of us. Uh, and again, what were the implications? This is what is, co- uh, this is what covered in the book. But I, I can also talk about some of the implications now also. Yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit of that. I'm a little concerned about, will this leave certain people out? I mean, who gets to have the brain power? Who gets to exploit that the most? And what does that look like over the next 20 years? And how do you stay up and up where you're able to be part of this AI revolution? So if you look at what's happened to your smartphone over the last 10 years, 15 years, and the amazing vision of Steve Jobs in terms of understanding the potential power, the changes in the next 10 years are going to be much greater. And the digital phone or the phone, the smartphone you have today is going to become an extension of your brain. Mm-hmm. We call it virtual digital twin or digital virtual twin. So we're going to have much more computing power, um, memory capabilities right in your hand, which is going to be far superior to what you can do with your brain. The other part of AI is what we call virtual reality. Virtual reality is where you'll be able to go into a virtual world. You can have the Mona Lisa. You can be on the beach in Hawaii without moving. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the opium of the 2030s, where you have this, this incredible environment where you just don't have to move. So these are some of the implications of AI. Another part of the implication of AI is autonomous driving autonomous transportation is coming slower than we expected, but it's going to happen. But when that happens, we won't need drivers. Deliveries will be automated. Also, robots in smart factories will eliminate workers in factories. Also, many service industries will be supported by smart robots. Now, of course, where are those robots? Mainly in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, autonomous driving is going to be in the US, that's going to be global. But these are some of the implications of AI and how do we adjust society to to these changes? Mm. You know, there was a really interesting sci-fi kind of thing on Netflix about um, once you die, you can transport your all your memories and your essence into computer um, virtual world and keep living on. Um, the only deal was only mostly the rich, the super rich could afford to go into these AI afterworld, afterlife, you know, existences and have a wonderful life after they are here. And that left a good portion of people who were not super rich, not being able to be part of it. And and uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Do you see stuff like that kind of happening where people are trying to transport their their kind of essence or, or memories into a computer virtual reality after they exist here, their body? Definitely. I mean, this year, about 1.5 billion smartphones will be sold. 
the number of smartphones globally is over 4 billion. So anybody who has a smartphone can have a basically the virtual digital twin. Mm. So that way you can have your memories, you can have uh, many things on there. And of course you can have also your family information on there. So you can have an ecosystem. And of course that can last uh, after you. No, it isn't really just a super rich. Anybody who has a smartphone will be able to have a digital twin. And the thing about the digital twin though, is gonna be a lot smarter than you are. Whoa. So you can do many things that you cannot do. Obviously it's not gonna have emotion. It's not going to have a sixth sense, but in terms of being analytical, it's mm. going to be a lot more powerful than you are. And it's the people who really can use smartphones effectively. Examples will be the ones that play games. Mm. Uh, children, older people that play games. That's going to be a way to basically really have good understanding and communication with your virtual twin. Wow, it's like, that's amazing. Now, what is the implications of China and the whole mix? What does this look like for the world, the global economy and everything? What's the implica implications of China and the whole mix? So I've written three books on China and um, I've spent a lot of time in China and also trying to understand what's going on in China. So in the past, China was accused of just copying and so on. But if you look at today in 5G, China is ahead of the U.S. China is doing 6G, which is going to be ahead of the U.S. Now, can you explain for the audience what's 5G, 6G, what is all that? Yeah, 5G is what you have on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, in the U.S., T-Mobile is probably the leader, followed by Verizon, followed by ATT. So it gives you high bandwidth, lower latency. So you can do a lot more things with 5G with the new phones that you could do with the old phones, especially in things like gaming and so on. Got it. But new technology coming in is going to be 6G, probably in 2028, 20, 2030. And China is probably two years, three years, four years ahead of the US. Mm. Um, so it's not copying uh, in terms of communication. Also, 3D facial recognition. China is making extensive use of that in terms of efficiency of um, getting on trains, mm. buying things, and so on. Here, we basically are concerned about uh, 3D facial recognition because of privacy. But China's moving ahead is basically reduced crime. It's actually been a very powerful tool. Uh, also, in terms of the um, digital health, uh, mm. the COVID restrictions in China are causing major disruptions in, China, in, in the supply chains. But China is going to build a digital health system, which is going to be leadership on a global basis in 2030, 20, 2040, that kind of time frame. Mm. The other part, of course, is the military side. Uh, smart drones. Uh, hypersonic um, hypersonic missiles, etc., and China has sent a mission, has sent a, a rocket to Mars, and they've also landed the other side of the moon. So China is moving ahead in technology. They're doing digital currency, uh, which again is ahead of what we're doing. So parts of China are still way behind mm -hmm. what is viewed as normal in the U.S. But in other areas, they actually moved ahead quite rapidly. And what China is doing is the combination of government and entrepreneurs. And people are saying, well, you know, the, the SOEs are getting too much attention. Yeah, they're getting a lot of attention. But the entrepreneurial environment in China is very strong. 
They have what they call little giants. And little giants are advanced technologies where government is funding and they have 10,000 of them. So China, in my assessment, based on key trends in 2025, in 2030, would be mm -hmm. significantly ahead of the US in AI. Mm -hmm. And that is a big problem potentially for the US, especially if the relationship with China is contentious. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, what is your take, uh, Handel, on the whole? Because it seems like the reason why China has been able to be so advanced as far as technology is they kind of have the hold on it. Like they run things. And here, it there's individuality and the government's not on top of everything. How do you how do you see it for the rest of the world? Do you see the only way for us to advance to the next level in technology is that we need to have kind of a globalization? Is that what is being pushed? So if you look at companies like Google, Alphabet, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, they're global leaders mm -hmm. and they're really smart people there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, do they abuse their power? I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. But they basically um, are spending quite a bit of money on AI, but it's for their own use, mm -hmm. uh, for their own businesses. The difference we see in China is that if you do look at the Chinese leaders, they're actually quite smart. They've actually run provinces, they've run cities, and they understand in many cases impact of technology. So there's a huge amount of waste of resources in China. There's a huge, there's continues to be significant corruption, et cetera, but we also have corruption here. But in terms of the encouragement of industries, what they do is they provide funding for technology development, mm -hmm. but they also then provide funding for markets. So the reason they're moved ahead of us in 6G is because they provided spectrum very early on, and then they provided basically the demand for the, for the 5G. So here, basically, we have a government, they, they've done the CHIP, CHIPS Act, which has some benefits, but the government isn't really business savvy, mm -hmm. is not globally business savvy. And in many cases, they seem to be, seem that their goal is to try and restrict mm -hmm. uh, certain companies in terms of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though, and, and my um, general concern is I love technology and growth of of technology expanding and what we can get more out of it. I, I think my growing concern is individuality. I know it's a big thing, at least in the U.S., maybe not other cultures around the globe. But my my fear is if things become so government controlled or globally controlled that we'll lose a bit of ourselves and our individuality. What's your take? Yeah, that's an interesting, very interesting point. You know, when I've gone to China, it's very difficult to get to know the Chinese. You know, I compare like going to the Forbidden City. You go into one gate and you think of inside. No, you go another gate, you think of inside. You go another gate, you think of inside. But they're really highly individualistic. There is tight control by the government, uh, and that is really causing concerns in China. As the middle class becomes more wealthy, uh, they travel. Yeah, there's going to be tension, uh, and there's going to be tension. And how they how they manage that is a major challenge. Uh, you know, if you if you're going to have a few hundred million factory workers not having jobs, 
if you have 10 million graduates every year not having jobs, it's a major challenge. But what we see in China is a recognition of many of these problems and they plan ahead in terms of how to address them. Mm-hmm. They might not always be successful, but they do have this ahead, planning ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I, I... yeah, I think I think the I think the um, the individual part is important. Uh, how you manage it is going to be a challenge in China. But here, if you go to some of the cities like San Francisco and so on, I think individuality might be out of control. Wow, really? <laughs> it's interesting. That, that that kind of balance, reaching that balance. I mean, I grew up with my favorite show being Star Trek. And so I see the technology so-called 400 years in the future. And you're like, you would like a society where we all get along and there's peace, but the technology has allowed us to reach a space where we're reaching out to other, you know, living beings across the galaxy and growing and expanding. And it sounds so wonderful. And uh, hopefully one day is, is humanity, we can fight less, have less tension between each other, but expand our minds and, and, uh, and grow in, in, a, in a very prosperous, non-combative fashion would be awesome. But, uh, you know, I loved having you here today, Handel. Where can people get a copy of your book and find out more about you? Um, you know, when AI rules the world, where can they get a copy? So one maybe final comment. I think young people today are in a very exciting phase. Uh, I think the opportunities in terms of creativity has never been greater. Impact of technology is huge, but I think young people today have an incredible opportunity in the future. But again, like all times, challenges. The book right now is available on pre-order from Amazon. It's gonna be released, I think, um, in, in about uh, the middle of uh, October. And, um, In my opinion, AI is an exciting, exciting opportunity, but also with big, big challenges. And again, we have to be prepared and plan ahead. And if we do that, we I think we'll have a very, very successful uh, global economy going forward. But thank you very much. I love that you mentioned that planning ahead can make all the difference. If we just, you know, become informed, become educated, plan ahead, this could be a really exciting time ahead and for growth of humanity and for humankind. Uh, also, I see you're at IBS slash Inc. .net, if anyone wants to find my, more about your company, everyone go get a copy of When AI Rules the World. Get your pre-order copy today. And thank you, Handel, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you very much, too. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 